This program is brought to you by Bibleway Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 86 is going to be from Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 through 13. As disciples of Christ, we must learn to have the same faith as a Gentile centurion. Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 through 13 read, Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes. And to my servant, Do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from the east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Jesus recognized the faith of a centurion. He was a Gentile, and he was not even an Israelite. And he told God that he did not even have to come under his roof. That if he would just simply say the word, that his servant would be healed. And Jesus pointed out that this man's faith was so great that no one in Israel even had this type of faith. He understood that Jesus was God. And he understood that the world was under the authority of Christ. Even though he was a Gentile, he had greater faith than all of Israel. In verse 9 it says, For I am also a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes, and to my servant, Do this, and he does it. You see, he understood that the soldiers under his authority, they did what he told them to do. And so, having this understanding, he knew that Jesus being God, he had the authority to control even the weather. He had the authority to steal the ocean. Remember when Jesus walked on the water and he calms the sea when he's asleep in the boat? You see, he had the authority over everything. And this centurion understood it. And understanding it, he said, just say the word, speak a word, and my servant will be healed. Because he knew that Jesus had that type of authority. You know, in our lives today, do we understand this? Do we know that Jesus has this type of authority in our lives? This is the type of understanding that Abraham had as well in Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 through 6. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am with, I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me? 
seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Then Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look, now toward the heavens and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. When God spoke, Abraham believed it. He believed that God had the power to keep his promises, just the same as the centurion believed that it would only take a word spoken by Jesus to heal his servant. You do not even have to come under my roof. I know who you are. And knowing who you are gives me faith enough to understand that if you speak the word, it will happen. You see, Jesus created the world. He simply spoke the world into existence. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, John chapter 1 and verse 1. And in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. In John chapter 1 and verse 3, the Gospel of John chapter 1 and verse 3, nothing was created that was created without Christ. So everything was created through Christ. And this centurion understood who he was. And he said, just speak a word and my servant will be healed. Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, the centurion believed him. He believed in who he was. Do we have this type of faith today? Because according to Jesus at that time, no one in Israel had that type of faith. In Mark chapter 9, verses 14 through 29, the Bible says, And when he came to the disciples, he saw a great multitude around them, and scribes disputing with them. Immediately, when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed, and running to him, greeted him. And he asked the scribes, What are you discussing with them? Then one of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son, who has a mute spirit. And whatever it is, And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Then they brought him to him. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, How long has it been happening to him? And he said, From childhood. And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do nothing, have compassion on us and help him. I'm sorry, but if you can do anything, have compassion on him, on us and help him. Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. 
Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him. And he became as one dead, so that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? So he said to them, This kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. But the verse that I want you to focus on here in Mark chapter 9 is in verse 24. In 23 and 24, Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believe. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. As followers of God, as followers of Christ, we have to ask him to help our unbelief. We have to stop not believing in Christ. We have to believe in his word. We have to believe that he is capable of doing the things that he has promised. We have to believe in who he is, just as the centurion in Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 through 13. He believed in who Jesus was. He knew that he had authority over all things. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18, all authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. And he believed in it. And Jesus said that there had not been greater faith, not even in all of Israel. We need to ask God to help our unbelief. And if we truly believe, we're going to keep God's commandments. We're going to do the things in which he asks of us. And we are going to understand that God is going to take care of us and that he is our God and that what he asks of us is the best thing for us. In Romans chapter 4, Verses 1 through 9, the Bible says, What then shall we say that Abraham our father has found according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Just as David also describes the the blessedness of the man to whom God impugns righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. Does this Blessedness then come upon the circumcised only, or upon the uncircumcised also? For we say that faith was accounted to Abraham for righteousness. Faith was accounted to Abraham for righteousness. You see, Abraham believed God. He believed everything that he had to say, and he understood that God was going to keep his promises no matter what. For Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Do we believe God today? Do we believe God that has the power to do the things in which he said he is going to do for us? Do we believe also that when Jesus says that if you do not obey him, you're not going to heaven? In Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21, Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall inherit the kingdom of God, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Do we truly believe God? Do we truly believe we have to do the will of the Father? 
Do we truly believe that if we do not live the way that God wants us to live, the way that Jesus has told us to live, that we're going to go to hell? Because that's a part of believing God as well, is taking that and doing what's right. And doing what's right, because if we don't, not everyone that claims to be Christian is going to go to heaven, but only those who do the will of the Father. Part of believing Christ is believing that there's going to be a punishment for those who do not obey the Lord. Only those that obey him love him. John chapter 14, verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. In Romans chapter 4, verses 19 through 21, the Bible says, And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead, since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convicted that he had promised he was also able to perform. You see, Abraham believed God. He believed that he could keep his promises, and he did not waver in unbelief. He was steadfast in believing God, and he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. I think sometimes today we wonder if God is going to keep his word. We wonder if he really is who he said he is. He is. He is the Lord Jesus Christ And he is God, and he will always keep his promises. He is faithful to us. He will never leave us nor nor depart from us. If he seems far away, he did not move. We did. As disciples of Christ, we must learn to have the same faith as a Gentile centurion, one that was not supposed to believe in God, one that was supposed to believe in all of the gods of the universe, you know, all these these gods like the Greeks and the Romans had for everything. Just as in Acts chapter 17, he said, you have a God to everything, even an untitled God, so that you don't miss out on any God. You see, this Gentile was supposed to believe in all these other gods, but he didn't. He understood who Jesus was. And he understood that being God, he had the authority to simply speak a word and his servant would be healed. You see, all authority has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus has all authority. He had authority over the dead. He raised Lazarus from the dead. He had authority over the water. He was able to walk on the water. He had authority over the storm by simply saying, peace be still. The storm was stilled. He had authority over the universe. And we have to understand that, that he has both the authority to help us go to heaven and the authority to send us to hell if we do not follow him. So as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So 
As we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you.